Hello, and welcome to Digital Artcast, hosted by Gordon Neal. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Procreate, the most advanced painting app ever designed for a mobile device. We'll be discussing the app a little more later in the episode, as well as giving away a free copy. But for now, let's get started. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Digital Artcast. Um, this one coming shortly after the last, as they fall in sequence, and we have a returning guest um, to the podcast, someone who's not been here for a while. Um, introduce yourself, Mr. Guest. Hello, my name is Colin. <laughs> so Colin I am ha- back from, from the sleep of, of the long, okay, I was dead and now I'm alive. <laughs> I have no idea what that accent was supposed to be called. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't either. I was just like, do something that's not my voice, <laughs> and uh, might or might not be funny. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it sounded like uh, the me. It's, it's me and Mario thing. You get in the start. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, uh, Italian. They eat the sausages. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, so yeah, Colin has returned after his long stay of working his ass off. Uh, LA animation. Yep. yep. And he's come to join us to have a little chat about what he's been doing for the last year, um, which uh, sounds very exciting from what he's told me. Um, and yeah, we're just going to have a general talk today. Um, we haven't done that for a while. It's been mostly guests. Um, the last couple of episodes have obviously been interviews. And um, I've all been pretty good, by the way. I've yeah, been yeah, Some... yeah. And uh, and yeah, so yeah, well, great things happening with the podcast, and thanks everybody for their support. Um, so yeah, um, Colin. What have you been doing? What have I been doing? What have I not been doing? That's that's yeah. always my answer. There's a lot but, um, you've been doing. Yeah, like uh, a work has has sort of changed into into. Whoa! What what the heck is that? I, I hear an ice cream truck. <laughs> Colin's about to be captured by an ice cream truck driver. Oh my god, that's really loud. <laughs> my window is closed. Jesus! All right. Anyway, yeah. uh, what have I been doing other than other than being really scared? Because that ice cream truck is loud as fuck. Um, <laughs> I have uh, I have been working my ass off at work. Like it's it's um uh, it's it's been really really fun. I I don't actually know if if last time I was on I mentioned a guy called Jay Corum. Uh, I don't think so. No. So um uh, he was brought in to work on some of the outsource work we've been doing for um uh, a a very large major game studio downtown. Mm-hmm. Um and he is he's amazing. So I've been learning from this guy for like the past I don't know three four months. I think he's been here since like late December. Cool. But um uh. George brought him in to uh, to do storyboards and do you know illustrations and concept art, but he's he's primarily a storyboard and, and comic book artist, mm-hmm. uh, and he's like he's like 37, so he's really really experienced. But yeah. I have learned an unbelievable amount from him because like like he and I share share the office now. Mm-hmm that we're set up in so uh man like just in like in terms of even just even just down to drawing technique and style like yeah. you know becoming looser figuring out new ways to do characters uh and just you know and, and sort of composition stuff like that and also just learning how to set scenes up with the characters that we have and making them way more interesting like you know instead of just being like oh yeah character b needs to go and beep boop some some stuff and like mm-hmm. do do thing it's like why is this character in this scene at all you know like mm-hmm. what is their motivation mm-hmm. how do the other characters react to them it's really really basic stuff but yeah he's really really got a good handle on it and he's almost always able to plus a scene mm-hmm. just by uh 
you know, doing just, just, just basically doing what he does. He's really good at it, and that yeah. that's sort of all he wants to do, yeah. which is and so he's niched himself, but he's niched himself really well, mm-hmm. and uh, it's good because I'm sort of able to write off his coattails and sort of you know do all the peripheral stuff or do all the technical stuff while he focuses mostly on characters, and then you know if we run out of stuff to do, I just start to copy his stuff and <laughs> just pick up drawing riffs and whatnot. So yeah. That's that's basically been my been my uh, been my work for the past uh, four or five months. Basically, all this year we've been doing storyboards, illustration, concept art. We've we've started to move into new stuff, but like like the running theme with my job at Elliot is it's usually never the same month to month. Like it's always something new. Yeah. It's just it's just amazing experience. It's fantastic, yeah. and uh, I've I've um uh, I'll I'll mention this later, uh, sort of after 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 we've heard from. Uh, um, Gordon, but I've been a little bit creatively catatonic at home. It's sort of been a downward spiral. I've been able to perform at work, but uh, I've become a little bit too saturated at home and just like, oh god, I did. For the for the last little while, I haven't really been able to do much, even to, even down to just studies. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, I used to be able to do like you know days upon days of life drawing at home, mm-hmm. and now I'm just like, oh, I get through three poses, and I'm just like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. But I'm I am finally starting to come out of that. I've sort of done some mental gymnastics and. It thing things are things are getting better now, and yeah. it, I think it's I think it's a common thing that happens to a lot of people when they come out of school. Mm-hmm. You know, you sort of have that motivation of that monkey on your back being like, you know, do good in school, get good job, blah. And I did all that. I did it, you know, reasonably well. But over the past year, I've sort of haven't had that sort of intrinsic motivation that you need, yeah. and uh, that's just starting to come back now. Like it's it's a familiar feeling, and I'm like, man, where have you been? <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's in general what I've been doing. Cool. And uh, how about you? Wow. Um, well, most people probably know, but it's been a while since we've talked, but um, after a kind of lengthy um, process of bugging the guys at Axis, I eventually got offered uh, an internship there. Um, so hey, whatever it takes. Whatever yeah, it takes. <laughs> definitely. Um, our persistence was, was paid off. Um, so Axis, who, um, who were technically Axis Animation, um, for a while, are now Axis Studios, um, so they are have kind of changed the whole um, mantra. Where they were, they were basically three separate studios. They were, they were Axis Animation, they were Axis VFX, and they were Flaunt. So, for people who don't know, Axis Animation handle some of the more nitty gritty zombie sci-fi stuff. So, like Dead Island, uh, Warhammer, um, Halo, and then Axis VFX are a VFX house. So they do production on stuff uh, like Doctor Who, like TV shows down south for BBC. Um, and then Flaunt um, are a company who focus on more um, children's oriented or cartoon stuff like they done um, Lost in Oz for Amazon um, and they done Monster High um, for Mattel um, last year so they animated all that um, and the reason they had the three separate companies was because when the Imagine director was um, initially going out to shows um, he was showing separate slides uh, or showing sorry, kind of one showreel for like the whole company where there was like parts that people would look at and go, well, I like the cartoon stuff, but I don't like the action stuff, and people like a lot of the action stuff, I don't like the, the, the cartoon stuff. So they basically factored the company into different um, prospects of work, um, and now they're trying to re-bring that under one umbrella. Right. Um, so, you're, so, so you're 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 basically a whole bunch of companies on on one under one umbrella, so you can service different kind of industries. Basically, yeah. So if if Mattel come back um, to us, you know, for work in the future, they would probably come to Flaunt. If you know, if three four three wanted to do more work with us, then obviously they'd come to Axis, and then BBC would obviously go to Axis VFX. But they're all under the blanket uh, of Axis Studios. So yeah, that's them just rebranded. So, so that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Like I mean, and it's a great studio to work at. Um, the guys I've been working under 
um, and doing stuff for have been great. Uh, you know, kind of show me the ropes of like how their pipeline works, um, how their rendering farms work, and how you know the kind of day to day stuff is when they're on schedules. Try to you know push stuff out for different clients. Um, so there's a whole <clears throat> host of stuff that you learn just just by sitting in a studio, just learning how people interact with each other, how they catch up in meetings, how they have their stand ups and they talk about their different daily tasks and stuff. So. Um, so yeah, like a ton of stuff that you just wouldn't get with, you know, with not being in a studio, you know, if you're trying to do any kind of freelance stuff, there's there's an element to freelance, but studio work um, has its, um, especially like animation houses, they have a, a particular way of working, so probably similar to a lot of the LA, uh, George Elliott stuff. Um, access, yeah, you know. it's a different industry, but it seems like it's a very similar kind of setup and process. Like oh, it's yeah. a it's a studio that takes on work from from other studios, so it's mm. technically boutique. But mm. because of that, there's usually always work coming in. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's there's a whole lot of stuff. Um, you know, they're constantly patching for. There's a lot of stuff to now just now they're looking to work on. Um, all hush hush, obviously. But you know, they they try to to fill or take on as much um, work as they possibly can to try and keep the studio. Um, pushing forward, um, you know, because they've just recently increased very dramatically, took on a lot of different people, they've opened a new office, so, um, you know, they're, they're growing, you know, exponentially since they started, you know, 10 years ago, um, from some of their first work they've done, you know, way, way mm -hmm. back, I mean, um, like one of the things they've done years and years ago that people still talk about to this day was the original Dead Island trailer, um, Yep. yeah, which is one of their biggest things that they've done. That's in like, that's in like top 10 lists of best game trailer ever. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Like they've done, and even last year they done the Dead Island Two trailer, um, the one that was revealed at E3, which was the guy jogging down the street and um, the chaos behind him and him slowly turned into a zombie. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was one of their, their final moments. And of course they done the Warhammer um, Warhammer Donny War uh, trailer last year for E3 as well. Um, Which even, was also badass. Yeah. <laughs> Some people would argue it's the best part of the game. I actually I actually didn't mind the game itself, but yeah. that trailer was. Uh, you know, it's it's almost kind of a, it, it they um it's it's sort of in their style too, like like they're sort of their 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 type of storytelling. Yeah, definitely, it was a, a big project for them. Um, but they've they've tackled so many like stuff you didn't even think about. And then the the first Halo Five reveal, I think they done the one with the the chiefs walking through the desert with the the hood thing on and the big robot thing comes out of the sand and people. Oh like, yeah, the, the the thing that they should have just totally based the whole game around and then yeah. they just forgot about. <laughs> yeah, basically. So that was that was an access project. So they they done that. Um, That's so cool. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. So that, man, they I, worked on like all the things I like. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like even the one of the best ones I saw before I joined there was um, the Halo Five Guardians. The the initial sequence where they jump out the back of the Pelican and then like run down the hill and like there's this whole sequence of them sh like the. Spartans like shooting people and killing things. Yeah, and, yeah. That that was that was all them. So that yeah. was what sold everybody on that game. And then you know the game came out and people had opinions. But that yeah. trailer alone was like that trailer yeah. was quite good. Yeah, yeah. And it's awesome though again because you know you get to go behind the scenes and, and see how they use the initial mocap stuff to to plot and the you know the kind of movements of the guys and how they animate that and working with the guys over at D four three. So yeah, it was it how was much awesome. work you have to do like to that mocap to make it sort of you know usable for the final. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, taking the raw data and then, and then transferring it into, into, into action sequences but yeah so it's, it's been great I've just I've learned so much and, um, and that's what happens when you go to a studio like as soon as you're in there and as long as you're sort of you know even vaguely involved in production or yeah. you know around it like you're going to learn stuff no matter what oh yeah definitely I mean it's, it's been great um, just 
getting to watch people work even you know I, I've not been doing as much <coughs> art related tasks it was more initially um, admin and running for the studio to help with the, the studio team so help them kind of on day to day on projects um, you know help like people. project management um, pipelining and whatnot. no 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 like, no like project management mostly just um, helping you know with, with simple stuff like emails and booking flights and um, yeah. organizing stuff for festivals and um, helping them like with some of their their uh, marketing stuff and in and, and job postings and recruitment so um so, so again more of that side of, of of admin recruitment but um while i was there you know while there i can still interact with the artists that work there and, and see the work they're producing and um get involved in you know the the production of how they're how they're handling projects and stuff so yeah totally yeah and they also have a a showcase thing like at the end of every every it's like every four weeks so at the end of the month they have a showcase where they sit down and they talk about all the stuff they're working on and then they have a showcase about like how far they've got and what they've actually produced and um that was just uh it was just a friday past there and it was great just to see all the work in the different parts of the studio that are taking place because obviously sometimes when you're stuck in kind of on one project or one department you don't get to see like what else the studio is working on so it's been good to to catch up and and see what everybody's been doing so um, plus it was free beer, so you know you can. Oh run. my God! Yeah. Say no more, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, that was cool. Um, so yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been busting my hump off at Axis um, uh, since February. Yeah, and uh, nice. and then my my internship was due to kind of finish um, towards the end of April. But um, when I spoke to the woman I'm working for just now, um, she was quite happy for me to keep coming in over the summer and uh, getting more experience. So I'm fuck yeah, make yeah. a good impression. <laughs> yeah, quite happy with that. So yeah, it's been good. Um, so yeah, that's that's been me for the last three months anyway. Um, yeah. So I mean, like with with early animation, also now working with this other studio. Um, have you been doing anything interesting freelance-wise, or...? Uh, yeah, last year, w- this was this was the last big thing that I managed to get through before my sort of, my big burnout phase. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to start calling it that, but yeah, uh, yeah so um, I was contacted by a guy uh, from Australia, mm. um, who uh, I, now, now I, 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 you know, don't quote me on this, I'm, I'm still not entirely sure what his relationship was, but I think he, he ran one of the Hearthstone Leagues. Yeah. Um, down there in, in, in Australia, like, 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 like one of the official ones. Mm-hmm. And um, he was in contact, um, I think, with a few people from Blizzard, and uh, he had an idea for an expansion for the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just like, oh, cool, so what, what do you want me for? He's like, well, can you do all the art for, for this proposed expansion that I want to pitch to them and hopefully mm-hmm. get in front of them and maybe even get in the game somehow, maybe, mm-hmm. not, not, with my, maybe not with my drawings, but yeah. at least the idea. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, cool, yeah, how much art do you need? He's like, well, I need key art. I need like a a paint over of 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 like a game board. I need a card back. I need a card pack. I need a logo design done. And I was just like, holy shit! Yeah, it's all. <laughs> but work. the good thing was this guy was actually actually able to pay me quite well. Which like oh. up until that point, I was just like, is this guy legit? You know, yeah. like what's going on here? But as soon as he was just like, I'm gonna pay you really well. I was like, all right, fuck it, I'm doing this. Yeah. So uh, it was a really really interesting project because. Um, uh, like I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a fan of Warcraft. I don't have a heck of a lot of, ex- of, of experience playing the MMO, although I did play the strategy games way back in the day. Like, yeah. I, I, I put an embarrassing amount of hours into Warcraft Three. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but I, I still don't understand why people, like, some people don't like that game, and I'm just like, that's what every 3D, you know, like Dawn of War 
Company of Heroes strategy game is kind of based on. Yeah. So like, what the hell? Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was it was a really fun project. Like, uh, um, I think we started off with the card pack and the um, card back for for you know a whole bunch of new cards that would theoretically come out with this expansion. Yeah. Um, that that went really well. And then I did a you know um, did a did a paint or a paint over of, of of the game board. The whole thing was um it was based on. Uh, um, sort of like an area from World of Warcraft called Caverns of Time, oh. and uh, like I, he actually didn't expect me to go and watch an entire you know let's play of this area and and all all of the all of the dungeons and quests you know that that take place there. But I did, so I had mm-hmm. a decent understanding of you know what the general feel and theme of this thing was. So I did that, and he was just like, "Whoa, cool!" And I I was sort of on the same page at that you know after after that point of you know what it was, mm-hmm. and um, then then uh, I took a, sh- a, a short break because I had some other freelance stuff come up, which um, also went pretty well. Yeah. And then I uh, I came back and I did um, like this huge you know massive key art painting with a whole bunch of uh, Warcraft characters. There was Thrall, there was Manoroth, there was uh, mm-hmm. three or four others, and um, it, it it was sort of like also storytelling. Like like the two big dragons of this area have like mind controlled some you know classic Warcraft heroes and making them fight each other. That's mm-hmm. that was kind of kind of the story of this um, of this particular expansion. But that was that was really awesome. And um, I, I, I don't know if it's gotten in front of uh, the guys he knows at Blizzard yet, but hopefully it has. Um, he had a, a he was working on a write up sort of of the entire uh, of the entire thing to submit along uh, along with all the art. And so I mean, hopefully it's big and impressive enough to sort of catch their eye and be like, hey, maybe let's let's make yet another expansion for Hearthstone because they've been coming out with those like crazy. Yeah, I mean, like it's probably getting to the point uh, kind of similar Overwatch where they try to push out new content more or less every month, but. Yeah. I know the the Hearthstone sometimes sometimes comes in um in kind of quarters or, or or you know thirds so it depends you know like three or four times of the year they'll, they'll launch a new kind of season. Um, I know they just came into one just now, um, which I can't remember it's something to do with dinosaurs. But yeah, basically yeah they've changed that again. But um, the Overwatch team are probably the most the most worked one because they try to push something every month. Um, and then Heroes is going into a 2.0 Heroes of the Storm, so that's like all yeah, the new stuff, like they're so. they're they're really really. I'm I'm not gonna say milk because like like obviously their games are are quite high quality and, oh, and yeah, they really yeah. really want to want to do well with them, but they're really pushing them. Mm. And um, it, like there's a, there's a lot of crossover going on between their universes now, which is great because like all of the art styles, with the exception of maybe Diablo, yeah. you know, fit really really well in together. Like yeah. like Overwatch. Um, Starcraft and Warcraft, especially. I'm actually, I'm really, really hoping they do something with Starcraft. Like, yeah. that's, that's sort of been the been the the sadly um, neglected one right now, and that is is obviously my favorite. And with probably Overwatch coming in like a close second, and I'm just yeah. like, do yeah. something with Starcraft, please. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, like even recently, because Heroes of the Storm, um, I think they just released some some skins because Diva came into the game, and um, her one of her skins is uh as the same color scheme that makes her look like the the chick from Evangelion, the red yeah. Eve thing. Um, and I was like, holy shit! And then the whole they've got like a whole cross promotion thing. Like if you played so many games in Heroes of the Storm, you got a Diva unlock skin and 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 uh, Overwatch. And then there was the Genji thing as well. So yeah, they have a good cross platform thing where they try to mix the games in amongst each other. So yeah, um, it's really really it's it's like for people that play a lot of those of of, of those games, it's a really good incentive to like if you're a big Overwatch fan, mm-hmm. but you haven't played a lot of Heroes of the Storm, mm-hmm. you might wanna because like then you can get more shit for Overwatch. Like it's actually a yeah. really really 
well thought out marketing strategy. Yeah, definitely. And then also unlock stuff in Heroes as well. And then they recently just had the push as well, where when Heroes 2.0 launched, if you logged in straight after the launch, um, you got 20 Heroes for free, which is like a shitload of Heroes. So That's a um, lot, yeah. yeah. Considering there's only like 50 or 60 in the game, that's yeah. like a third of like stuff that you would have to pay for just unlocked yeah, right there. Yeah, basically. So that was really cool. So um, so yeah, no, I'm really impressed with Blizzard recently. They've been making some massive strides into pushing their content further and further. But I think uh, Heroes and, and Overwatch have been a big push because with a micromanagement scheme they have set up for loot crate skins and other cosmetic stuff, um, that probably is their biggest money maker. I mean, there was a statistic of something like loot crates opened in the last, just the last update they had for Overwatch, which was the... Um, oh god, I forget. It was the Omni Crisis or something like that. It was where the oh the, yeah, yeah. I want to see more of that shit. Like really, yeah. yeah they need to do more story stuff with that universe because yeah, like yeah. you can tell it's there, but they just I, I don't know what their plan is with that. You know, well, I mean, like it, it is there because if you watch the documentary about um, you know, they took on the, the project where they're making the MMO and then that basically mm-hmm. fell apart. I think they have a lot of stuff written already for that. You know, that's going to fall on the line with Overwatch. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be there. But the, even then, I was saying, even just for that small, um, I think what two, three week event, um, it was something like eight hundred and fifteen million loot crates were opened. Whoa! Um, <laughs> yeah, and if you think of that, you know, money wise per crate, I mean, that's that, that's a shit ton of money. That's that's a yeah. lot of cash. Um, even if people are cashing in like a coupon every now and then, or, or yeah, or, you know, like like a like a promo code or something. You know, yeah. like that's that's. They're making bank, and yeah. I, I think what, like, and this is just a theory, but what may have happened with Overwatch is with that MMO crash, I'm assuming they were able to save some of the story stuff for that, but maybe, you know, in order to prove that the game was still a viable thing, they may have been forced just to come up with a multiplayer component and kind of nix the story for a while, similar to how Battlefront was handled, yeah. and then maybe maybe sometime in the future, like how Battlefront is being handled, they might come in and be like, here's like a kick-ass story thing that you guys were asking for and wanted from this thing because it's awesome and uh then you know four years later everyone's happy <laughs> yeah basically and then you know jeff kaplan's been one of the the driving forces behind the game who came originally from designing dungeons and warcraft and um you know he i think since chris left has been you know try to hold the reins of the the whole company since you know overwatch is like their baby now it's the biggest pusher for for cash and for income for players and uh you know they've just they've just capped like you know, they just hit like over 30 million players so yeah. Um, they're they're three times now, obviously what Warcraft was, but obviously Warcraft. Is well, Warcraft longer. was in the day, and that was like at the time that was the biggest thing ever. Oh yeah, because their biggest, I think at their peak, ten million was their biggest uh, player base, and uh, yeah. you know for for three times that in Overwatch, constantly playing that's it's. it's it's a big deal, you know, and, and especially, also, especially because it's only a multiplayer game and there's like, what, 15 heroes and like, you know, like, like the game itself is fantastic, but really the way they've been handling the marketing is like, I can, I can point to that and say, that's why. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's definitely, it's, it's more accessible for everybody to jump into and it's got a greater, you know, more expandable universe and the heroes are all identifiable and then, you know, individuals, so you can pick your own one, have a favorite and. Um, and the loot crate system, the cosmetic stuff, the events, the the competitive. They're basically play. laying the groundwork for like, if you want someone to be popular, do this. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. I mean, and and mobas have been such a big thing in the last couple of years that they were just, you know, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, they ripped off Team Fortress Two, and I'm like, well, you know, Team Fortress Two ripped off stuff from Counter Strike, and then Counter Strike ripped off for this and that. So I mean, like, everybody copies everybody, but um, I think Overwatch. I would call it more of more of a, like just the next iteration of something and oh, yeah. more modernized and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost it's almost like you know. There's an, Blizzard have that, I don't know how to describe it, but they have that kind of Disney vibe where it's it's so family friendly and everybody can get behind it and everybody can incorporate it into the game because it's all identifiable. It's 
it's uh and the way the stuff's drawn obviously as well it's very cartoony it's very stylized um yeah you know what actually uh i i, I may have even mentioned this on the podcast before or i was mm. talking with someone else about this but like mm. maybe maybe on the podcast yeah. um i i remember people online were being like oh yeah they ripped off team fortress because it's like it's like also cartoony and i'm just yeah. like well actually Team Fortress 2 is based on Golden Age illustration, yeah. and, uh, and and Overwatch, if you know anything about art at all, mm-hmm. you would know that it's based on, like, you know, original Street Fighter 2D comic stuff. Like, it, it, it's, yeah. it's based on something totally different. And yeah, t- superficially, they're both cartoony, but, mm. you know, if you if you look for longer than five seconds, you'll recognize that it, they're, they're vastly different. Yeah, definitely. Especially because the, the base game initially was supposed to be Titan, and then... When that fell through, the shooting mechanic, uh, mobile stuff was was the backup basically. Um, yeah. But the whole game design just made it everything work, and the, and the fact that it it does stuff like it forces teamwork constantly. You know, there's no there's no team um, deathmatch, there's no kill count. You know, it's it's all objective based gameplay. So you're either pushing the car or taking objective points or holding yeah. positions. So yeah, it's all stuff that forces you to work together and not focus on just you know one or two people. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, getting the kill streaks in the AC one thirty. <laughs> oh god, god! I get the twitching every time I hear that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the Overwatch project was awesome. Anyway, I take it. Another Overwatch, uh, the Hearthstone. There we go. Yeah, the, right. yeah. The Hearthstone thing it ended really well. Like I got paid. It was all good. I haven't heard much since then, and it, it's 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 been a while since it was completed. But yeah, like yeah. it was fun. It was it was it was. I I guess I'd call it my first solid. Um, illustration uh, freelance project, and actually there um, there was an NDA on it. I wasn't able to show it until like really late April, which is the yeah. only reason that I I posted it recently. But yeah, yeah it was uh, it was super fun. It was really legit. It turned out really well, and uh, I was happy with it. And are you still producing content with 3D Motive as well? Is that still something you want to do? Or they um, they uh, um, they offered me another like another tutorial, and 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 sort of the way they do things is um as 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 they become more familiar with authors, they start to pay them more for each module. Yeah. So uh, that is that is probably going to be coming up in the future fairly soon for me. Like I'm, it's basically up to me to go to them and be like, okay, let's do another one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like the next one for me, I actually don't know what the next one's going to be in terms of like you know what it is. Yeah. Like I don't know. It's that's that's more up to them. Mm-hmm. But that's that's definitely in the cards. Yeah, cool. Oh, well, they go. So I mean, then, so you've done freelance, you've done George Eliot, um, and then you were saying obviously through the very productive year you've had, um, you you basically burnt out your system and were running yeah, on fumes. I, like I I think to call it burnout and to call it like I you know I I, I called it burnout. I called it a nervous breakdown. That's kind of a disservice to both of those things. Like I'm not yeah. really burned out. Yeah. It's more it's more uh like I'm 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 not lethargic. I can go, I can work out. In fact, workouts are the only thing that get me that get me through the day. Like yeah. I'm looking towards the next workout being like, "Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's do it." But <laughs> Um, that's, that's actually how I control, you know, what little anxiety and, and possibly depression I have. But like, yeah. you know, you go to a workout and, and, and you, and you burn through so much energy that you don't even have the energy to feel those things. And then, yeah. then everything is cool. And, and, you know, like, like your body thanks you and, you know, your heart thanks you too. But yeah, it, I think I'd call it more creative burnout rather than just overall body shutting down, can't do it. Like it's, it's more internal mental kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I'm sure this story is familiar to many people because as I was telling, uh, telling Gordon earlier, uh, I really didn't know what this was. I didn't have a name for it. I didn't think anyone else had, had, had had it, even though in the back of my mind, the rational part of my brain says, this is probably something most, if not all artists go through after school, if you even go to school. Um, and then of course I, um, uh, someone we've had on the podcast before I, I interviewed him, Matt Rhodes, I was watching, a um, a concept art, uh, sort of talk video that he was doing. Uh, he went back to his old school 
And um, like all the stuff he, he was saying was amazing. Sort of he was sort of championing storytelling as the human superpower and all that stuff. It was really interesting. We should we should link it in the uh, in in, a, in in the description of this yeah. podcast. But something he said right at the end, it just like I sat up straight and I was like, whoa, whoa rewind that part i just like i watched it three or four times through because it was a really short section but the end of his talk was just entitled a warning this is something that might happen to you it may have already happened to you uh and the words he was using and and even just down to the detail line for line it was exactly what i was going through like right right at that second and even even now that as i'm coming out of it he called it creative catatonia you know, like, like he was able to perform at work because that's kind of the thin red line you don't cross. Like, you either yeah. perform at work or you get out, you know? Yeah. Like, you got to go there and, and do your work. You got to draw. Otherwise, you're done. Yeah. But at home, he was just like, I can't. I, this, I think this happened about five years ago for him. But I don't know how long it was, but it, it was it was, it was, was a few a few weeks, maybe even a few months that he just couldn't do stuff. Yeah. And, like, he, he, he was asking his artist friends, you know, like, like, what the hell's wrong with me? Why can't I draw? I just, I... <laughs> Yeah, he was even saying like you know when he could draw, he'd get through, you know halfway through an, an, an you know like a concept or an illustration or like a comic page or something, yeah. and then he'd think of ten other artists that he he knew of, he knows their work, who could do this thing that he was drawing way better than him, and that just of oh, course yeah. that shut him down as well. Yeah. And like this, like I mean, <laughs> I'm sure it was relatable for me because I do the same thing, but this is relatable for probably a lot of people. Yeah. And um, so I call it creative catatonia. I'm ripping that off directly from him, yeah. and his solution to the problem actually came from his wife which should should have been the first person he asked because yeah. <laughs> your, you know your life partner probably knows you best yeah and he asked her and her immediate answer was you're oversaturated like you know yeah. like this th- it's obvious what's happened to you yeah. and he was just like oh what what the shit does that mean and she was just like do other stuff you, you have to do other stuff so they ended up going on like a like a husband and wife retreat a hike for a couple of days uh, he started, you know, branching out, doing other stuff other than drawing. I mean, he he'd obviously been doing that stuff before, but he really focused on it. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what what I'm doing now. Like like as of like a couple of days ago, just learn guitar, start YouTube channel, sort of separate from this one, my own personal thing where yeah. I do let's plays or you know draw you know, like like art stuff yeah. Yeah. or vlogs or or just something other than just sitting down and forcing myself to draw and like uninstalling all my games and being like, no, you must do this because yeah. like that's not a, that's just not a cool way to treat yourself you know yes. going about it all wrong and so yeah I'm, I'm just just with with that internal mind shift thank you so much matt rhodes for for pulling me out of that nosedive because it's it's yeah. it's got a lot better and uh yeah like like sort of nosedive over i'm crawling out of the pit now <laughs> <laughs> no i think it's 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 um it really comes down to what i've said about a lot of people i've met and and a lot of my kind of mantra of life is that life is all about balance and uh the less equilibrium you have within your daily structure, then the harder it is to um, keep yourself motivated, keep yourself going. Um, I definitely think that, you know, you don't need to sit for 10 hours a day and draw or 10 hours a day and play games, but there has to be, um, you know, an in-between, basically. Uh, you got to uh, have variety. You can't just do one thing. <clears throat> yeah, definitely, definitely. You've, you've got to... Uh, you want to try and find something that, that keeps you going um, outside of your art because, um, you know, I know guys in the industry who, as soon as they get home, they don't, you know, they don't draw, they don't, you don't do any kind of studies or anything. They just, um, they chill or they go hiking or they watch a film. They just try to switch their brain off for the day and, and come back to the next day fresh. Um, so it, it, everybody's got a different process for it. Um, you know, there are some people who can come home and do stuff at night, but um, it just depends 
Um, that was actually what was yeah. really killing me because uh, one of the worst things to do when you're when you're in the state that I was in was like scroll through Instagram or you know oh, go yeah. on like a Facebook art group because you look at all these people who are doing stuff that it clearly isn't for a project like it's on their own time mm-hmm. and I'm just like how the fuck are these people finding the motivation to do this or yeah. even the discipline like I'm a big I'm a big motivation sort of sorry um discipline over motivation guy but yeah. I was sort of in a place where I was just like I I don't know like like how how are these people doing this like forget about the quality just how are you how are you even you know forcing yourself to do this and i think i think just 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 like like the mindset of that kind of thinking is all wrong they're not forcing themselves to do it they're clearly in a place of as you say good balance where you know they've sort of done all their other stuff and they're like okay cool time to draw and then they just draw something and yeah. it's just it just flows out of them and um I'm I'm kind of one of those people where um, I'm really really project oriented. Like if I do something, it's got to be for something, even if it's bullshit. You know? Yeah. yeah basically. <laughs> um, and so so for example, like whenever I play video games, it's it's usually kind of a kind of a guilt trip the whole time. Like and it it actually eats into the fun of playing video games. And so. I have jumped through a whole bunch of mental gymnastics now where once I have my YouTube channel set up, if I play a game, it gets turned in, 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 into a let's play. So, like, I'm still spending the time on games, something I like doing, but it's, you know, quote-unquote for something, so I yeah. don't feel nearly as guilty. And yeah. there you go. Like, sometimes you just got to bullshit yourself into, you know, having fun, I guess. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, I would definitely say... Maybe it. I'm just really, really overthinking it, but that's kind of me. That's, that's my personality, so... Ugh. I think it's... I think a lot of the people I've met in this industry um, are the same way. Basically, and a lot of overthinkers, a lot of people who, you know, just you know, think about the worst case situation all the time, or are very down on themselves because of their artwork. Um, you know, I've I've said it before a lot of times on my personal Facebook. You know, where people can can see because there's a lot of artists on my Facebook, and I talk about how it's such a, an epidemic with this industry, where just like people are constantly doubting themselves, are constantly comparing themselves to everybody else, are constantly never satisfied with their work, are constantly thinking they can do better, who don't want to, you know, have fun in an essence because they feel like it's a guilty pleasure because, you know, they should be doing work. It's such and, an easy trap to fall into. Like, you, yeah. you don't even know what's happening. It's just, it's just, it feels like a natural thought that's going through your head, which yeah. is actually horribly toxic and you shouldn't be thinking that. Like, yeah, yeah. I think one of the, one of the big takeaways from this is, it's like like you know recognizing that you're going a bit insane is the first step to you know pulling yourself out of it so yeah, yeah, yeah. once you kind of re- once you know what you're going through and you're like okay other people have dealt with this before it you know th- and it it this isn't even that dissimilar to what every other artist has felt oh, so yeah. your problems are not actually that unique and mm. fucking get over it and, yeah. and move on <laughs> and start to fix it you know like don't yeah. just sit there and wallow yeah basically yeah it's definitely even some of the bigger guys I've seen, you know, um, I don't want to obviously name names, but, you know, there there's people I look up to or people I know who are very big artists I have seen, you know, because I'm lucky enough to have them on Facebook and they've talked openly about problems they're having with depression, anxiety, or just motivation just not to work. And uh, so, you know, from people like, you know, at my level, all the way up to people who are, you know, industry leading you know artists yeah everybody experiences it because we're all human at the end of the day you know we all unfortunately yeah 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 there's no no androids kicking about just now that are making artwork but um but, but yeah, you know what being human is is also one of the best things ever because yeah. that's all we know <laughs> yeah basically yeah so i mean like it would definitely be a thing i would say that there's got to be with that i've learned there's got to be balance you know don't don't 
you don't kill yourself doing work. You don't kill yourself doing nothing. You and know, also, you... the thing about balance is, like, balance is, you know, like, overall a rule that everyone should probably at least consider. But it's different mm. for everybody. Like, people mm. like different things. People have different energy levels. Yeah. You know, people just gravitate naturally towards one thing or the other. So, you know, just, just like, you, when, when if, if you're going through something like this, I'm talking to you, listener, instead of, instead of you, Gordon. <laughs> but, like... Just, just when we say balance, we don't actually mean anything specific. It's got to yeah. be something that you have to figure out on your own, and um, yeah. like that's just kind of the way life is overall. I think it's just a thing where, especially a lot of the guys I'm speaking with, or the guys I know in the industry, because you know the industry is so new. Um, you're dealing with guys in their late twenties, their early thirties, um, and it's just about identification as a person. I think a lot of people are just discovering. Who they are. I am not my work. I am not the amount of likes I get on Facebook or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like the the Fight Club. Um, you're not how much money you have in the bank or which the contents of your wallet. Oh, that's gonna. Stop yeah, me. it's yeah. like over dramatized, but the message is actually pretty true. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So it's just that it's an essence because I think a lot of art has become so commercial and so entertainment based that you know when artists became artists back in the day they would suffer for their art because it was their artwork, but now we're suffering for other people because we're part of a bigger you know. Cog in, a, a smaller cog in a bigger wheel. Um, yeah. So as much as you do art, you're always doing it for somebody else, and it's not actually your vision, which um, again comes back for the a millionth time about personal projects and how people always really should try and have one because then that artwork is yours. It's for your project. It's not anybody else's. So you got to be yeah. careful with it. Make sure no one steals your IP. But yeah, like I can I can say from experience, whenever I'm working on my own thing and I have enough time to do it and I have the motivation to do it just because like it needs to be done. Yeah. You know, I might be motivated by more fear or terror for whole other reasons, but yeah. it's actually not that hard to sit down and, and just friggin' do it. Like, yeah. you know, I've done it before, but yeah, like you, you basically just have to figure out, you know, why you're doing what you're doing, what it's for, I guess in my case anyway, and then do some mental gymnastics and just, just BS your way into doing it. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, it's just a, a way to do it. And you know, it doesn't have to be a computer, you know, you can be sitting with a sketch pad in the middle of a field, you can be sitting, you know, working on a tablet or something like that, and, you know, this, uh, the struggle doesn't have to come by sitting behind a computer every day, get outside, you know, get some fresh air, walk amongst nature. Especially um, because you're, 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 your brain processes and percolates ideas way better when you're, you know, you're outside, you're getting exercise, you're doing yeah. something that has nothing to do with, you know, whatever you're stressing over. Like, your brain will come up with, with good shit, provided you're... You know, like like you sort of exercised your creative muscles enough to allow yourself to do that. Like yeah. that stuff is 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 more important than I realized, and a, and a lot of people probably realize. Yeah, definitely. And if you're thinking about going outside, and uh, you happen to have an iPad or some kind of mobile device, um. Oh oh oh! That is the most beautiful segue. Oh, awesome. Uh, it's like I had that. It's like I had that planned or something. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you could be using Procreate. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That was. Oh, my respect uh, level has gone up a little bit. <laughs> Beautiful. So, um, with a kind of recurring theme now in these episodes, um, we we'll take a moment to thank our sponsor, Digital Artcast, which is Procreate. Um, Procreate, if you don't know, it's an Apple uh, design award-winning digital painting and illustration solution, um, and it's mostly or exclusively, sorry, for iOS. Um, so, Procreate uh, allows you to create professional-grade artwork wherever you are. Uh, with advanced dual texture brush engine, uh, a robust layering system, a groundbreaking canvas solution, and it's all for five ninety nine. So that's obviously in pounds across the UK, but I think it's kind of kind of similar in the states uh, and Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find Procreate through the App Store on your iPad, uh, or you can go to Procreate.com. 
Um, so yeah, Procreate obviously, you know, guys have probably uh, already heard or have announced that Procreate is now sponsoring the podcast. Um, so thanks to the Procreate team um, for for doing that for us. It's great to be working with them. Um, and yeah, so I mean, Procreate, um, Colin, you know, you've you've used it sparingly, but you did say very you very briefly. A, but in yeah. that time, it made an impression for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you were saying at the time also it was uh, one of the buzzer guys who'd actually showed you the app. Uh, was it John? Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, I think it was John Polidora. I was at Edge Control. He was. He basically just left his iPad on the table. He's like, "Yep, go for it." <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, yeah, and and Procreate, you know, for me has a ton of stuff that um I've been using since uh, I kind of downloaded the app uh, a year and a half, two years ago. Um, and you know, I think the good thing about uh, Procreate is that. It kind of removes the need sometimes for a keyboard because obviously with a lot of um, painting-based apps that you'll use, um, you'll need your keyboard shortcuts um, at the side. Specifically one keyboard shortcut. Yeah, yeah, to undo. That keyboard <laughs> shortcut. <Yeah. laughs> um, which on Procreate is great as well, actually, because you just tap with two fingers and it you know, undoes the last move you made. Um, so it's even more intuitive. You don't, you're not actually pressing a key. You can go from physically holding your stylus to just tapping two fingers on the screen and going back. Um, so... That's actually what really, really sort of drew drew me in. Like um, the other time I was, I, I I had the opportunity just just to use it. It wasn't on on JP's iPad. This was a little bit later. I can't remember. I can't remember whose device I was using. Yeah. But like, I I actually figured that out on my own because I was tapping it because I was I was really I was just like oh, oh my god this is so awesome. And then a line disappeared and I was just like whoa <laughs> holy crap this is like the future or something. <laughs> yeah man yeah like some kind and, of and it it also has that that really really awesome um sort of uh sort of like recording and sort of you you can like like draw a thing and then it and then it records it and then it you can post it as like a video or a gif that's also really cool yeah basically so you can time lapse the whole thing and then uh, push it right, back that's out it, yeah. yeah but <clears throat> actually you can actually record up to 4k so like the the tablet itself like goes well beyond your 1080p settings or 720 or whatever you can you can record the whole video in 4k um if you want to push it back to a high resolution screen or you know whatever you want to do later with it um but yeah that was that was amazing for me even the their uh their canvas setting um you know the fact that you can get 4k canvases but you can actually also get 16k canvases so it's like Jesus. yeah so the, i mean it, it's i'm it, surprised it doesn't leave the ipad in like <laughs> a smoking pile on the floor holy yeah, crap pretty much man and like i mean the, the fun thing that they're, they're working on just now or that they have done recently is as uh you know um apart from you know exporting um it's just a kind of high resolution jpeg you can actually um Exclude your or export your stuff stuff as PSTs as well and like PNGs, multi-layer PDF files. So um, you can take that your initial uh, ideas and sketches into another program, whether it be you know, Photoshop or Illustrator or anything else. Um, and and yeah, I mean it comes packed with 128 brushes. Um, it has continuous autosave, so you never lose your work. Um, and then it's obviously, just basically better in every way than Photoshop. Yeah, I mean, it probably it loses. A, <laughs> I'm not even sure if it loses anything to be completely honest. Like yeah, you know, like it's just. Yeah. It's Photoshop without a keyboard, and it's portable, and it's... <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, Photoshop is a powerhouse, and it has its uses for, for everyday stuff. You know, it's an industry standard, but... Um, for sure. I think there Pro- also think, I like, like for example, does uh, does Procreate have, like, an animation timeline? Um, I think they have, or they are building some, or might be, I don't know. I can't speak for the company. They of course they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, they might be at one point. But, I mean, like, the, the things they have just now make it just such a, a robust app. It's, it's not like any typical mobile studio where you're sacrificing a lot of stuff because it's on a mobile tablet like it is. And it's still it's almost, a powerhouse. It's almost a boon to it. It's almost, it almost makes it better. So it's it's really, really well built for what, what, what the platform it's on. Yeah. I mean, you look at guys like Nikolai Lokerstein who have basically 
made the whole I was about to mention him, yeah. yeah. Like, he's built his whole career using this one what program. App? Yeah, and he was using it before the iPad Pro or the Apple Pencil came along. So, um, so yeah, I mean, like, the, it's, it's just a powerhouse for... for it was good for, even before you had those peripherals that made it arguably better, but, I mean, like, it's it's been good since the beginning. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they've just went from... Um, from kind of stride to stride, um, and, and from power to power, I think you know it's it's such a common place now. People know about Procreate because it is such a powerful tool, and people obviously have got such good things to say. It. So I mean, it's it's, it's just uh, it's great. Yeah. So, so if you uh, take anything from our spiel, at least try it. Like yeah, you can't get your hands on it themselves, um, yourself. Like you know, try it, and it'll probably just sell itself to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, you talk about trying it, Colin. Uh, we have a great offer for our listeners because <laughs> Procreate have given us a free code to give away to a lucky uh, a lucky person on YouTube. Who or you know who iTunes or SoundCloud whoever wants to whoever whatever uh, uh, platform you're listening from um, there is an opportunity to win a code um, and it will probably be through uh, I'm not 100 percent at this but I think what we'll do is we'll put the the competition through YouTube um, and then we'll get somebody to like and subscribe the video and leave a comment and I will pick a random winner and I will contact you within maybe five or six days of the podcast going live so yeah guys just uh. Like and subscribe to this video and then leave a comment below um, on why you think you should have a free code for Procreate and then I will contact you um, ASAP. That sounds a good, good like a freaking great deal to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, free Procreate Procreate. So yeah, thanks again to Procreate for sponsoring us and if you want to find out more about the app, you can go to procreate.art and you can uh, you can check out their, their homepage and all the marvellous things that Procreate has to offer. So yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should like leave a space. <laughs> <laughs> Leave some audio space. Yeah. Is there is there anything else we want to go over in this in this particular podcast? Um, I think you know we could maybe do ten more yeah minutes on like what we're planning forward. That actually uh, be pretty good. Like you know five five ish for me, five ish for you. And yeah, yeah. Kind sort of, of sort of what we're going to be getting into, and yeah. maybe you can be like, what the, the next podcast is going to yeah, be or yeah. something like that. Yeah, definitely. Um. So Colin, so uh, after that awesome ad read, um. <laughs> what, what is your plans uh, moving forward um, with Elliot, with Freelance, with Art in General and yourself? What's, what's your next month looking like at least? So yeah, my next month is actually going to be pretty crazy because um, I got a camcorder. I've been uh, I've been doing a bit of vlogging. I actually went to a, to an event today called uh, TCAP, which is the Toronto Comic, Art, Comic Arts Festival, just sort of like to test out my camera, test out the audio, test out the video, mm-hmm. sort of figure out exactly you know how how do vlog, how to go on adventure and and document it. Yeah. Um. So th- so that's that's all for my for my new YouTube channel, which it's like it's really really up in the air. I don't entirely know what it's going to be yet. I still yeah. haven't done like a sort of channel intro or trailer, just explaining to people what the hell I'm going to be doing. But yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to figure out how to record my screen so I can both do, uh, you know, art demos or just, you know, like, like draw something and talk mm-hmm. as well as do, uh, um, do let's plays. I think my yeah. first game I play is probably going to be prey cause it's mm-hmm. amazing. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. uh, and I, one thing I really want to focus on with the channel is like, you know, I love old games, but I, but just in like in the phase where it's growing and where I, you know, want to sort of gather people and I guess form a community. Probably play recent games or or games that are currently really really awesome and out there. Yeah. And like if it's a game like Pokemon Go for example, like if if the next iteration of that comes out, then you know combine let's play with vlog and go out with a friend and just you know catch Pokemon or do whatever you know yeah. like augmented reality thing happens to be in the game. So there's there's lots of stuff that that you can you can do with a YouTube channel, but it is a lot of figuring out. It's a lot of and not only figuring out the technical side, but like you know what's what's sort of the image and persona that you want to project to people, you know, and and what I mean. 
mean, like, I don't want to play a character, but I, I do sort of need to get comfortable in front of a camera and yeah. all that stuff. It's it's just a lot of stumbling and being like, holy shit, what's going on? And it's also a lot of ripping off other YouTubers who do it really well. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, I've been looking at a lot of um, uh, Jake Parker's videos, a lot yeah. of uh, Casey Neistat, a lot of um, even 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 the outside Xbox and outside Extra guys. They do uh, they do sort of that you know entertainment comedy video format really yeah. really well. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, steal shamelessly, but steal from a lot of different people, so you're not just becoming a ripoff of one thing. Yeah, definitely. And uh, other than that, though, uh, after TCAF, I've become really, really inspired to finally start to kick my own stuff back into gear. Yeah. So um, as long as I don't burn myself out at home, I'm gonna, I'm going to be doing a lot of that as well, which is good because it just feeds directly into the YouTube channel. Yeah. And maybe, you know, uh, go out in the city and start to do a lot more stuff with friends. Not that I've really been neglecting that. We actually have been doing a lot of stuff yeah. just sort of out outside my house, outside the art world. Yeah. Uh, but even more of that, you know, just you know, like we were talking about, finding a better balance, you know, don't mm. stop exercising, don't stop eating well, you know, all that stuff is yeah. good and fine. But mm. yeah, just, you know, branching out, doing different stuff and hopefully, you know, just just remaining mindful of maintaining that balance because, because otherwise, like, you know, I'll be in the same state that I was mm. a few weeks ago where I was just like, oh, I can't draw. <laughs> so yeah, that's, um, that's, that's what I got going on in the next month or two. Just lots of figuring out, stumbling around, hopefully not breaking my camcorder. <laughs> How about you? Uh, kind of uh, a, a low, not a low period, but a, a quieter period for me just now because um, university just wrapped. So um, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, my hands are just done. So, well, I'm going back in September for my honours. Um, so yeah, but my third year's done. So I have my degree. So it's the, I've, I've got the, the hardest bit done. But got the piece um, of paper. <clears throat> yeah, got the piece of paper. So yeah, so I'm I'm just focusing on access just now. I'm in there two days a week. Um, one day where I'm doing. Um, task for the studio team and the second day um, I've kind of wrangled an art day so I get to go in there and sketch and draw and paint and stuff uh, amongst the other guys in the studio which is kind of cool because it means that I'm, I've got a more creative atmosphere I think when I'm in there um, so it will, will inspire me to do better work I hope um, it'll inspire you it'll motivate you and you'll also just learn by osmosis too yeah yeah definitely um, so yeah just in there just two days a week um, and then trying to do some tutorials over summer, get a lot better, um, so that'll go back. 3D or 2D? What are you going to focus on? Well, well, 2D is my main thing that I want to do, but 3D obviously I need to try and um, build up as well because my fourth year will be um, dominated by the, the 3D side of it. Um, but obviously now with, with, with concept and with a lot of different map paint stuff, 3D plays into a lot of stuff because obviously... It's, it's almost kind of the same thing. Yeah, pretty much. Even if it's only the start of the process, like, yeah. you don't you, you don't got to worry about perspective if you got like an AutoCAD sort of whatever thing and then you, yeah. just, you just start to slap stuff over top. Yeah, even with Maya, you can build a scene, you know, in about 10-15 minutes and fire some basic textures and lighting and then, you know, you're good go to go. Go from there. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, so... Kind of, kind of both, um, but I'm, I'm putting more emphasis on 2D. I've been doing a lot of Scott Robertson stuff again, um, going through his book, um, and then a lot of Jake Parker stuff, and then a lot of Rake stuff, and Jesus, John Paul Dory, um, a lot of Mark Burnett stuff. So yeah, just trying to learn as much as I can, um, as quick as I can, basically, um, until I go back in September, and then I'm hoping by next April. Um, the plan is obviously to try and get out of university and then possibly go work at Axis. I don't know. That'll be a, a kinda a long shot to see if I can 
land from straight from university into there because it's such a big studio. Well, it's a lot. It's 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 a much shorter shot than like you know going to another cold studio where you've never been before. Like yeah, you've at least formed relationships with people at Axis, and yeah, you might you might be able to wrangle a job just because of what you've done, uh, you know, up until now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm hoping that's that's the case, but I still have to prove myself um, art wise. If I'm wanting an art related job anyway, you know, and my portfolio needs to be better. So mm-hmm. yeah, so that's that's the summer plan. Has basically so basically what what you were doing at your third year internship where you were. You were at an internship, you were over summer, you were going from third year to fourth year and you were, you know, trying to make your whole, your style and, and find your identity as an artist, so. Yeah, uh, which is still ongoing, but actually, yeah, that, that third, it, it does sound kind of similar, because like at mm. the internship, I'd go paint for eight hours, come home, yeah. and then just work on sort of concept or preparatory stuff for fourth year. Yeah. And uh, so it was like, that was, that's kind of the state that I wanted to be in a little while ago, but no, I, I, I can't maintain that anymore. But yeah, yeah. like. If you if you spend the whole summer, you know, going to work, do mm-hmm. art, come home, do more art, or you know, probably more learning art. But yeah. even so, you know, just uh, that's that's a really really you know sort of good way to spend a summer. As long as again you maintain the balance we're talking about. Yeah, well, I've just invested in a new bike, so I'm going to be uh, out more and more. And uh, I've been doing a thing across here. Um, I think it's actually worldwide, but um, we do have in Scotland. It's called um, Slimming World. So it's um, yeah, kind of that kind of diet based thing. So. Uh, I've managed to shift a couple of stone of that already, so um, fitting better in my clothes, looking a bit more healthy, so um, the bike has come along at a good time, where it's summer, the weather's quite decent, so I'm going to be getting out and hitting a couple of trails and just trying to get far, so yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's very good. Uh, and yeah, that'll be, my, that'll be me till summer. Um, oh, and of course, I am hitting industry workshops in September. Um, Fucking sweet. Oh, shit. Um, tickets for that. Are they Are they still are, 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 are they still on sale? Um. I think so. I'll need to double check with you. Um, I'll maybe get a hold of my pal Daniel and ask him what's happening, and then yeah, we'll we'll find out. Because um, if you get across, that'd be cool, actually. Yeah, it's that would be amazing. Because um, yeah, like yeah. it's it's been on my list, but I'm just like, you just reminded me of it now. I'm like I'm I'm almost like oh god, shit, yeah. am I too late? No, no, it's in September, so I think there is still tickets. So um, so yeah, so um. I'll, I'll, I'll keep you informed but yeah guys if you haven't checked that out um, check out industry workshops in London um, they and if work- you're in Canada uh, in Toronto like if you can get there obviously edge control too and schoolism yeah. because that's just all over the world oh yeah, yeah. I mean there's, there's a ton of stuff going on over the summer um, especially um, in the States and Canada but I think industry workshops one of the rare ones that happen in the UK because there's only a few um, ones that are aimed more at concept and that's one of them So and there's going to be some big speakers this year um, at this one so um, so yeah, um, that would be quite awesome. And I'm hopefully I'm still thinking about how I'm going to work this out, but I might be doing some live interviews and some workshops. That is yeah, nice. That's the plan anyway. So yeah. Anyway, okay guys, that's been awesome. Thank you very much, Colin, for joining me again. Um, Woo! No problem. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, stay tuned, guys. We have more awesome episodes coming up, uh, including some really epic interviews, actually, some really good ones we've got planned. Um, again, yeah, check out Procreate, and thanks again for the sponsor. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.